listening to the Cock and Bull Podcast, a weekly, that's right, every seven days, no interruption. It has been this many days since our last interruption, and I think we're up to like 21 now. And this podcast, let me tell you what it's all about. It's See, I, Spencer Faust, I would be the younger brother of these two here. Uh, Elevator tell- pitch it! Time is money. I, I'm sorry. I don't know brevity. I never learned that. So here's the thing. I got a degree in communication and then I bought some microphones. Here's, here's the thing. I was born back, 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 back before Toy Story. The year is 1880, Nathan. Oh, goody. And you might be saying it's not 1880. I know it's a history podcast. I'm telling a story. Ooh. Lamarcus Thompson, our man of the hour Ooh. today. Lamarcus Thompson. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. 1880. So we're, we're slightly post civil war, but not that far. Yes, that's right. Uh, this man had been born about 40 years prior in Jersey, Ooh, Ohio. That's a confusing city. Isn't it? It's it's just, geographically, it's a hodgepodge. If we can say two things about Lamarcus Thompson, it's that he's remarkably religious, and he okay. was about to make a lot of money. Oh, goody! Is this the story of the first televangelist? Are they about to invent <laughs> TV and then put him on it? Stay tuned. You'll be surprised. When I say remarkably religious, and it's the 1880s in Midwestern America, I'm of course telling you that he was an insanely devout Christian. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, I didn't think this was going to be the story of the Midwestern Muslim that could. Like, we all all know what what we're dealing with here, people. All of that goes together like, like bread and... I hesitate to say butter because I think that'd actually be too fun for him. So it'd be like, it, this is just like his hard tack. And water from a clogged gutter. <laughs> bread and, and slightly staler bread. It was 10 years prior in 1873 when Thompson opened a grocery store in Elkert, Indiana. Did he now? Yeah. Now how does one, I know how Kurt Warner went from being a grocery store boy to a football boy. How does Lamarcus go from being a grocery store boy to a Jesus man? Well... The Jesus man is nonstop. Don't get me wrong. That part's nonstop. Oh, he, so you're saying this is a, this is a, a, a holy grocer of sorts. This is a yes. this is a very this is <laughs> there's that you could get your communion wafers. You can go well, probably not. They weren't Catholics. They they hated them. So you could That's get true. your I don't know your your bland toast and other things that the the Protestants enjoyed. <laughs> other things that make you feel guilty. So there. He made his he made his money. He did his nine to five day job. It probably wasn't nine to five. This was the eighteen eighties. It was probably his, his. It was four thirty to uh, four fifteen the other way around, and then you just you <laughs> took a ten minute coma, and then you came back and ran at it again. And so while he was raking up the dough, he was doing a side project, which was this invention of his. And it was it's nothing exciting. He was devising a way to make seamless stockings. He he was an he was an underwear man. Okay, so there's a lot of interests that are getting together with this guy, and I don't know how to uh, how how to reconcile any of them. Uh, I, I, he's into the grocery, he's into the Lord, he's into hosiery. <laughs> I, I I need to know how these all coalesce into some sort of you know normal human being. Well, two of these are just a means to an end: the groceries and the seamless stockings. All of this is so he can build up his fortune. And in 1873, he does finally earn what can be described as a fortune, but that's like $40 for all I know. I, I, Which, it, it, if there's anything I learned from my extensive readings of the Bible, it's get that money, honey. That's that's definitely the one takeaway I got. <laughs> so we've got a good little God-fearing, ass-eating Christian on our hands with a new stockpile. I We, we skipped to salad tossing rather quickly. I did not know that was okay. He's that kind. He's in. All right. And he's got disposable income, so pray tell what comes next. You build a church. 
Thompson Nathan was was unhappy, like any good Christian. Uh, it is their state of being. And he was especially unhappy with how folks were having fun those days. Oh, good. Yeah, because there was a lot of fun. What well, fun in the 1890s? They were having too much fun with their stick and wheel, well, their hooping ball. It's really more your amusement locations, your your bars, your brothels. All of it was too sinful for Thompson's tastes. <laughs> oh my God! So he opens up Jesus World, the amusement park for the Lord. He needed some sort of solution, and he'd certainly tried standing on the street corners yelling "Stop it!" But that just wasn't cutting it. <laughs> Very Boston Corbett of him. Yeah, and he wanted to bring wholesome entertainment to the common man, Nathan. That was his goal. That's his ultimate mission. That's his mission. Is he going to start the PBS network? I'm I'm just is he is he starting the Hallmark Channel? I don't know what's happening. It's gonna drop any minute now. Please drop that base. For inspiration, he looked to Pennsylvania. A, a sentence that's never been uttered since or before. <laughs> a coal mining town named Mauch Chunk. Mock Chunk. This is all made up. There's no way that's any of that's accurate. I, I wish it weren't, but so to transport coal from one site to a processing plant, this little town had a, a railway. Everybody used I, railways. I, 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 I get it, but what here's the problem with this story as it's being told. <laughs> You've told me that he did groceries and that he did hosiery and then he he loved the Lord and he needed to be hated bars, so he wanted to come up with a solution to bars. So we looked to the coal town. There's a railway. This is a stream of consciousness poem. It's not a, a man's life. Uh, their little railway for transporting coal was different, however, because it used less of an engine and more of just plain old gravity. It was called the Switchback Gravity Railway. That and absolutely sounds like a strain of weed. It doesn't it really. And think of it though, at this time, what's the fastest people traveled in the 1880s? Uh, I I I would assume running towards a lady <laughs> with a skirt above her ankles. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know what horse horse is horse the fastest. Is that the right answer? Is it horse? Sure, horse can get up to about 55 miles per hour. That's a fast-ass horse. But but if you're going to be riding a horse going 55 miles an hour, you got to be trained. Like the ordinary Joe can't get on a horse and go that fast. They no, fall. I would imagine it's. I imagine it's a skill-based thing. Do they have train at this point? It's 1890. When did we invent train? Oh, they do have trains, but trains are gruelingly slow. That seems like a poor decision on their part. You should have made them fast. Make a fast train. <laughs> now, when folks noticed that this little cart of coal which is mostly fueled by gravity, would hit a hill going 60 miles an hour at some parts. Is is he about to invent the first roller coaster? Naturally, they would wait in the brush, and when the cart came by, they would jump in and then go down the hill very you fast. You must be kidding. Oh, my. Oh, my. Nathan, oh my we're God. in a coal mining town called Mock Chunk. Of course they're jumping in fast carts to have fun. That I'm not sure. That must have started as a suicide attempt, and then the dude had like a real <laughs> X Games thrill about it, and they uh, they turned it into a sport, because no sane human being does that of their own free will. I've got nothing left to live for, Marsha. I'm going to go fast. Surely when I, <laughs> when I peak past 30, I'm going to die. Go 60 miles an hour in an open air coal container just does not I mean it sounds like a a a cut scene in like a uncharted game but yeah, not like really- a thing that normal humans do 
uh, the miners caught on to this fact, and I think what makes even more sense than people jumping into carts to have fun is that they started charging people a dollar to ride in the gravity train. They're absolutely inventing the first roller coaster. This is absolutely a a a hobo a hobo roller coaster right here. And no exaggeration. No exact. I'm not lying to you when I say this. This yes, fucking coal track uh, that had a fast hill that you paid a dollar to get on <laughs> be- became the biggest tourist attraction in the entire country. Like that. Uh, th- this I, was guys. when Niagara Falls was being monetized. Any anyone who ever's like, oh, I was born in the wrong era. I wish I could go back to fuck you, fuck them, fuck their lying. No, the best thing in the history of time was taking a ride down the hill. Uh, there, no, this was a hell. This was a hell world, and don't let anyone tell you differently. Well, let's just say that Thompson got a little uh, inspired. I think we could say that, yes. Otherwise, this was a weird diversion you've taken me on. <laughs> he needed more cash, so he sold the hosiery business. And <laughs> need some quick startup capital for your coal train adventure theme park. And in 1881, he designs the Switchback Roller Coaster, what we God would know damn it! as the origin of the modern roller coaster. How do I... I have, I, I think the amount of beatdown you've given me over the last year, the amount of just ridiculous tales you keep pumping into my brain, means that I like see these coming now. Like I can see these lines so clearly. I just think of the most absurd possible line that we could get on. And of course, it's fucking Roller Coaster Tycoon 1890s edition. Bear in mind, this is designed to save the world from hedonism and Satan. Explain to me how sweet thrills at the Six Flags is going to keep me closer to Jesus. You got to think of the right real estate. What's the most sinful place in America that we can send this roller coaster so we can start fucking destroying the seedy underbelly? Make it godly again. Branson. None other than the American capital of debauchery and sin, Coney Island. Uh, okay. All right. All right. I was really hoping it was going to be Branson there. I might have had a stroke. I... (laughs) I thought this was the Silver Dollar City origin story, and I was real getting excited for it real quick there. No, uh, okay. I, Co- all right, so we're going. We're going to Coney Island. We're going. To, we're going where the hot dogs are, and and, and damn right. And I have no other references. I have damn right. No other cultural touchstones. Coney Island is it. It was full of brothels. It was full of these taverns, saloons. It was. Uh, it was. Supposedly, it was the guaranteed place where you could just go find quote loose women, which I dis- I uh, that is the most vomit worthy sentence. I've ever fucking heard. 100%. Hot dog down a hallway, you're throwing a golf pencil down the mine shaft, you are, you put them on the roller coaster, they're flashing the invented camera that's sitting over there when they take the pictures. They're no. those kind of, they're those kind of ladies out on Coney Island. And now when I say this is the first roller coaster inspired by an ordinary cart that went 60 miles per hour, you want to know how far Thompson pushed the speed limits on this thing? Like, just try and guess the absurd top speed of the first roller coaster. No regulations here. 40 miles an hour. Six miles an hour. So you have got to be kidding. We're back to the train. The, how fast does the cripplingly slow train go? I would assume You're telling faster. Me I, have, I have on the left-hand side the bar with all the good, good liquor that everyone wants and craves. On my right, I have the brothel with the sweet touch of a human being so that I can feel alive in this hellscape. And dead ahead of me, the thing that's supposed to take my mind off both of those is something that's going mildly slower than a jog. For the How 18- the fuck? What is his game plan? He the- saw all the things that made the other one interesting and went, what if I took all of that away? What they really enjoy is riding in a cart. That's the thing they're into. 
The speed is detracting. They can't jump on as easily. And you can hold a piece of coal while you do it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Is there coal on his at least? So for the 1880s, though, in Scott, Cody- answer my question. Is there coal on his roller coaster? I don't have photographic evidence God to say there it. wasn't coal. So for the 1880s in Coney Island, this was, believe it or not, an adrenaline rush. It was. I, I just. God. It was 50 feet off the ground at some parts and was made Whoa. made almost entirely of wood. Well, you do, as opposed to? I mean, what I'm, else do they have? I'm just saying it's not Mr. Freeze, all right? It's wood. <laughs> I, I mean, I get it, but, like, I didn't expect, like, a steel-girdered, like, inverted double looper coming out of the game. And then while we're on the subject, if you've ever ridden in a wooden roller coaster, I mean, that's half the, the Well, it's half the fun is knowing that this shit could fall apart at any moment. Oh, yes! The the impending, th the thrill of possible death is the only thing that gets people on the Screaming Eagle. It is absolutely its <laughs> only appeal. Everything else about that hellscape is awful and rickety, and it's, it's just bad. It's just bad. But you hope one of these days that you're, you've played enough Roller Coaster Tycoon where you delete that one part of the track and everyone goes flying and you kind of want to roll the dice. $15,000 a day. And that's the modern equivalent of what he was making on this. So I, as a human being, could pay money to get on a train and go slowly from one place and end up in a whole other place like magic. Yeah. Or... I could pay this this weird r religious man with the pantyhose on his head uh, the same amount of money to go <laughs> slower and end up in the same place. Why do we exist as a people? We don't five, deserve any of this. Five cents per ride. So each person was paying five cents a head. And, and I could go on this hell, this, this merry-go-round of boredom, or I could go to the Nickelodeon. Why <laughs> am I, why am I giving them my nickel? Well, Nathan, that's I don't even know why you have to ask because lines for this thing went around the block and the block after that and the block after that. We we have such low standards as a people. We are just we're just the worst. And he makes 50 more of these things and disperses them all across the country. This is um excuse me. Excuse me. Pardon now. Stop stop. Back yeah. up. He's fran he he made fifty of these things. What do you mean? Uh -huh. he distributed them about the car? Did he put them on a train? Did he pox them? How did he do that? Where is he putting them? There aren't fifty places back then. Where is there one in a cornfield? I'm convinced there is one in Branson. <laughs> Where the fuck is he sending these things? All of the most sinful places in America. Vegas. He was uh, trying to get no, ahead of the curb. God. All right, keep going. Los Angeles, San Francisco. There's not much more to say. He's the first roller coaster millionaire and died in Long Island in 1919 with an obscene fortune left behind for his family. Roller coasters were invented to stop you from fucking whores. But how? How? That doesn't explain anything. You didn't say. None of that makes any goddamn sense. I Why? Why would they? Why could I not fuck the whore in line and then ride the roller coaster? Why are they mutually? I can get drunk and get on a slightly faster than ambulatory speed thing. No, 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 no. You got to spend all your cash to go ride the roller coaster. And you're doing it with your family because there's little children in line for this thing. Of course there is. There's no height limit. It's not moving. Six <laughs> miles an hour. I can't make my car go six miles an hour if I try. <laughs> How, what kind of speed regulators did he have to put on this thing? I love that this is potentially the most simple cock and bull ever made, and yet I think I've truly ruined Nathan's day. It is the most infuriating thing I've ever heard in my life. 
This isn't, this is absolute, like, we go from this guy to Action Park? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's the, ge- this is the genesis of that grand lineage? You've been listening to the Cock and Bull Fuck Podcast. Rotting. A weekly comedy and history podcast. I don't know if we ever even got to that part in the intro. Uh, but hopefully. But I don't know either. And now at this point, I don't care. This is some weird, bizarre punishment for me taking you to the Mosquito Lands. Oh, you know it is. You know it is. You've been a bad, bad host. <laughs> we don't want to thank Driftless Pony Club for allowing us to use their song. The Buffalo on the Ark comes off the album Cholera. Uh, you can uh, catch pour us- one, pour one out, everybody, because I'm pretty. I, I, there was a link in, uh, in, in fun, fun uh, Discord chat the other day. Apparently, I think Driftless Pony Club's done. Like they're officially like not a thing anymore, and that's that. That makes us sad. Pour one out. Yeah, their shows were super infrequent before, so that doesn't surprise me. But yeah, I, they have an official out. like end date on them, and that's that's that. So this is now vintage. This is now a vintage. Uh, you can catch us every Wednesday, and we hope you enjoyed. We hope you enjoyed. Check uh, check Nathan out over on Mark's Madness. You can find some of Hello. my stuff on. Uh, uh, I did cooperative effort, and I've got Blender Phonics coming soon. Just coming. get a f- go go to a nearby alley. There will be uh-huh. a strange Romanian woman uh, in a little tent, and she will give you a card reading, and that will give you the star date for the next Blunder Phonics. <laughs> At this point, you can't release it. You know that, right? Like the no, second yeah, it's released, you released one, and then never release another. Like it has to be. Like this is the only way to do it. This is our la- we're going to Blair Witch this thing into existence. Oh, we're very much going to do. Found footage yeah it's gonna be a, a real viral marketing <laughs> campaign and ARG gets involved it's the Cloverfield of podcasts go under the uh, the dumpster by the Burger King at Irving Clark in Chicago just go go grab it there's a sticky note under <laughs> there and that's gonna have a phone number call that and I will I will give you at least a third of the episode we're gonna create we're gonna create a Pokemon go style experience and have people committing B and E's to try and like get one third of the blunder this is this is a thing this is my new mission in life. Farewell, folks. (laughs) Enjoy your pod ventures for the rest of the week. Don't do any crimes on our behalf. Bye!